Hello and welcome everybody to another exciting episode of China on the Rocks, a podcast about the F&B industry in China. My name is Logan and I'm joined by my awesome co-host. Hi guys, my name is Anna. Happy to be here as always. Happy to have you here, Anna. Oh. Uh, so what are we drinking today? Today we are drinking San Oaks, which I've heard they have a new brand ambassador in town. They do. I heard he's very tall. This is the X Bourbon Barrel, and it's a forty-two percent alcohol. So if we start to slur later, you know what happened. Okay, Anna, hit me up. We had to talk about Halloween last time. So we're gonna do a little recap. Who won the bets? We had a bet if it's gonna be Oppenheimer or Barbie. Yeah, I got none. I got no Oppenheimers or, Bar- or Barbies. Okay, I bet on Barbie because I thought it was gonna be the biggest thing, and I think it was throughout the city. But I had. <laughs> a group of 30 people that came out of a dinner like a murder mystery dinner party and the theme was Oppenheimer and they all came oh, wow. dressed up in theme and the moment I saw them I was like fuck <laughs> Logan is gonna win this <laughs> I got like a lot of cause I led a pub crawl uh, to I think uh, I did like, like six bars, seven bars. Yes, they ended up here. Yeah, we ended up here. Yeah, that was. But I mean, I was in the pub crawl. But I was trying to think like on the pub crawl, it was a lot of like Yoshi's and Mario's. And it was a weirdly Nintendo or Pokemon specific. For the children, I think that the biggest one is Harry Potter here. Yeah, there was a lot of Harry Potter. A lot of Harry Potters or all the Hogwarts houses, and I think it's because for pop culture. When it comes to the kids, it's something that's really recognizable here. Yeah. A lot of the stuff we grew up with are not that well recognized here, mm-hmm. but like Harry Potter just made the cut of like the that moment in time where China was watching a lot of yeah. foreign stuff. I, I, I am surprised on how little um Marvel characters there were. For children especially. Yeah, that's really that's really true. Um I wonder why like for we we saw a lot of grown up Harry Potter people, like a lot of Harry Potters. Uh, I had a children's party on the Sunday, and that was a nightmare. And that was over, like, not a nightmare in a bad way, but, a, like, just crazy amount of children. Uh, let me tell you guys uh, back home uh, an interesting thing about uh, that happens here in Shanghai. I, I think it's very specific to Shanghai. I don't think it's other cities in China is that much. But um, kids go out to trick-or-treat mm-hmm. because they've learned through, like, TV shows or whatever. And they go with their parents, obviously. But because there's a mistrust on getting candy from strangers, they don't go knocking on people's houses. What they do is they go to bars and restaurants. Yes. Because since we have a food license and we serve food, it's a, it's a safe place to get like a candy that's not going to be laced in something mm-hmm. or like, you know razor blades or whatever. Uh, but the problem is um, there's a few there's a few issues with that. One, we are a bar, and it was a, the weekend from Halloween, so it was like Saturday night. Uh, early it was fine, six o'clock, seven o'clock, no problem. There were kids coming at 10. We are packed, full of drunk people, making cocktails left and right. And there's these children coming, trick or treat, and just standing there with those little pumpkins in the middle of this crowded bar. And someone just throws up in the bucket. (laughs) No, I just had an issue that I was just too busy to give them the attention, to give them candy. And I ended up like breaking some hearts. I was just like, I'm sorry. I don't have time right now. You ruined a child's Halloween? Yeah, no, but then I got one of our customers, like a regular, and I got him in like candy duty. So I just gave him a bowl of candy. And I'm like, when kids come, just give them this. But it was we ran out at around eleven, I think, and mm-hmm. there was this late trick or treaters, and you could tell that the parents were kind of annoyed at the fact that we didn't have candy anymore. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I'm sorry, but also it's a later country I've seen to put people to bed. Yeah, like, they, the kids the, will stay out the too kids late. Are up, yeah. yeah, like four years are out. Like I think Dave Chappelle had this whole skit where he knew he was in the ghetto because like there was this little baby trying to sell him crack. And like it's not like they're not doing anything bad here, but I have seen children up to like one a.m., two a.m. 
And it's like, what are you doing I think, at I think, four or five years old? But I think it's special occasions, which for Halloween kind of counted as it. But I, I don't know. And they did it every day. So they did like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then Halloween was on Tuesday and on Tuesday. And by then, I was just so done with trick-or-treaters. Yeah. And I started telling them, well, trick. And <laughs> they don't know what to do because they're expecting to just say trick-or-treat and get candy. Yeah. And no one knew <laughs> trick or what it even meant. For them, it was just a, a, a sentence that gets you candy. You know? So you're telling people on the streets of shanghai to trick <laughs> did, 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 did you turn into a pimp somehow also my favorite thing is that uh i i felt bad but i saw some like teenagers trick-or-treating and they were not even wearing costumes they just they were just like in plain outfits with a little bag and just being like trick-or-treat can we have candy and i'm like you are 17 years old i'm not giving you fucking candy yeah come have a drink at the bar you go, go go buy your own candy you know yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> Well, no, in the States, I would trick-or-treat at 17 because it was super fun to do with your friends, but you'd have a costume on. Oh, no, no. If, if the kids, if the kids, if it's, well, for me, the kids are teenagers. If they had costumes on and at least you're doing it for the fun of it, I would have played along. But they came like jeans and a hoodie and like a regular bag and just being like trick-or-treat. And I'm like, bitch, at least put some effort. Yeah, put some effort into put it. Put some effort into it. If you came in dressed up as anything, I would have bought into it. But yeah. like, no, just no. Yeah, no, that's tough. I mean... Trigger treating. There's a certain age too. Like I, I, when I was a kid, seeing the houses that were quiet was like weird. You know what I mean? Like you go, like the whole neighborhood knew that you're trick or treating. This is in the states, and you walk down your your street, your neighborhood where you grew up at, and they saw you playing on the streets, and you go with your your all your friends, but then there'd be one or two houses that were dark because people weren't there. <laughs> well, supposedly. Well, no, I think it's because they were just like in their mid twenties and they went out to party. To be honest. If it was me, if I wasn't on a party, I would totally turn off all the lights and just hide in the basement. Not because of, more because of the annoyance of having to open the door and give this thing and the little, uh, yeah, over and over again. It's kind of fun. It's a nice thing for your, like, your neighborhood and community because then it builds like a whole thing. Like I grew up in Brazil. We don't trick or treat. Yeah. Because it's dangerous and you shouldn't knock on the doors of strangers and take candy from strangers. No, fair enough. I mean, and the whole concept is for me kind of weird. I didn't grow up with it and I find it extremely annoying. Well, I mean, I like trick or treating. I mean, I don't like trick or treating for, for kids. I like the nightlife aspect of it because Halloween is always a fun party. Oh, I, I get that part. I just, I just don't like having to answer the door and give candy. I'm like, no. I didn't see. So this year, I didn't see like. I, I saw there was a crazy Halloween party somewhere where people got arrested because there was like guys that were Chippendales. I did not hear about that. Oh yeah, there was guys that were Chippendales, and there was women like fake women police officers, and they were like putting handcuffs on them, and then the real police saw it and arrested all of them because of the fake police yeah. officer thing. Oh. No, because the guys were stopping traffic, so they were. Oh okay. <laughs> like these guys were like ripped. These were like Hollister model guys. They were super, were they, super ripped. How were they stopping traffic? Because everybody was stopping and they were creating public nuisance because everybody's taking photos with them. Oh. Um, so that was like the big juicy guy. It's like public disorderly kind yeah, of thing in America. Yeah. yeah. And there was a lady that was dressed, uh, I don't know if that's a real one, but there was a lady that was dressed as a penis and she got taken away by the police as well. Why? Uh, public disorder. <laughs> I think I, I think there's more to the story because they openly sell those costumes, the, the inflatable penis costumes yeah. on Taobao, like here. So you can... I've seen people wear them. I think it's because they were also drunk and loud and probably pissing the cops off. Yeah. <laughs> that was enough of a reason. But as we say about that, that's, uh, let's talk a little bit about the next holiday we got coming up. Another non-Brazilian holiday. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys have? You have, you have uh, Carnival and you have... Uh, we have all the saints. There's Is that every, a big the, one? Yeah. That, no, no. I think there's, there's one for every saint. So oh, okay. like we have like 
San Antonio, we have St. Joseph and so on. Like there's many, many different like feast saints, days, like holidays. Um, to be honest, I don't remember all of them, but uh, we have Day of the Dead. Yeah. Day, so the Day of the Dead was also a big one for us. Yeah, we call it Gia de Finados. It, it, we go to the cemeteries and we clean yeah. the things. And it's more like we don't have Halloween in the sense of. Oh, okay. Let me correct. Nowadays, people our age or younger, they do have Halloween parties. The clubs will go on it. The bars will do yeah, it. Yeah, everything, everything goes wild for Halloween. And Day of the Dead is massive here. Yeah, but Day of the Dead is more of a family thing. It's like a Christian thing. It's cleaning the you know, yeah. thing. And then we have like a, like. Well, it's yeah, really like tomb souping like here. It really yeah, has a lot of similarities. Correct. And when like people ask me, like, cause, uh, we did a big uh, event for it at Tacalicious, as we would do. And uh, it was sponsored by our sponsor, Jose Cuervo. And they were like, okay, what is this about? And I was like, guys, it's tomb souping. And they're like, oh. And I was like, think of the movie Coco. Coco is just a really colorful tomb souping holiday. <laughs> yeah. Also, we have our Valentine's Day is in St. Anthony's Day. Okay. So it's like June or July or something. It's like a different date because St. Anthony is the saint of relationships or marriage or love and Anthony is the guy from fab five <laughs> he's the no, chef guy? i think i think he looks uh, i think the one we celebrate looks a little bit less fit but oh, yeah. okay <laughs> probably doesn't cook i don't know but so some uh, wild times back like but now i mean now as we get colder i mean we still have so the big holiday in november generally is um ho- uh, thanksgiving true yeah so that's an american holiday do you guys have any like, saint holidays in november uh, well, the Day of the Dead is on the 1st of November, so technically yeah. that's November. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's it. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I don't think we have anything between that and Christmas. So I have a, a weird memory. There is a holiday around now, I think, that I can't remember what it is. There's something, but it's not related. It's not, it's not at all similar to Thanksgiving. But I... So Thanksgiving, let's talk about how Thanksgiving. Does your family really celebrate? Like, is oh, that a yes. big Thanksgiving? Oh yes, every American family? family celebrates Thanksgiving. Do you do the whole like football? Oh no, you thing do everything. You don't eat till four p.m. that day. It's like <laughs> everybody comes to your house, or you go to somebody else's house, or you have so you have a friendsgiving. So if you're in the bar industry, uh, chefs giving. No, but in the bar industry, what you'll do is everybody um, will actually be off the night before. So everybody that you didn't know that moved out of town. Like when I was in Santa Fe, or I have even two good stories. I have two great stories. So in Santa Fe, New Mexico, I was bartending at a place called Swig, uh, R.I.P. Swig, and uh, Swig almost had swag. Yeah, Swig almost had swag, but this is a super cool bar. It was but, one letter off. But um, nobody knew what swag was back in that day. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is twenty years plus ago. But um, uh, so everybody would come in like that left for college or whatever. Everybody would come back to town. Like in the movies. Just yeah, it was really, really like that. That's how it is there. Everybody gets drunk and sleeps over there. Yeah, and exes then the, in their yeah, high school sweethearts. And the next day, your parents regrets. cook you food, cook you a <laughs> feast. It's the best. But like in San Francisco, and I don't know if because of COVID and everything, I don't know if this still happens. But in San Francisco. Um, we have a yearly uh, post-Thanksgiving dinner uh, dodgeball game on the courts at Mission Dolores Park. Okay. And all my friends and I, we'd all be, most restaurants either, like I worked in a Chinese restaurant, uh, Shanghai 1930, RIP Shanghai 1930, but they were obviously closed on Thanksgiving because nobody's going for Chinese food. Mm. It just wasn't like a thing. Or if you were, you're, you're definitely not working. It's a Christmas be. thing for Chinese yeah. food. Yeah, you're definitely trying to be out of work if you can be. So like we always have a big Thanksgiving turkey. And one year, me and all my buddies, I had put weed butter in the turkey. Ah, uh, I had a, an experience like that. But then we're all eating our turkey and everything. And we go and we play our annual dodgeball game. 
and this is the whole city. It's open. It's, I think I was put on by the city of San Francisco or something. So everything's free. There's massive dodge. They, they take tennis, court, tennis courts over and mm-hmm. everybody plays. And we were all in the Matrix, moving very, very slowly, like when uh, Keanu's getting shot by Agent Smith. And there was people on drugs there that were not moving slowly. <laughs> <laughs> so it was definitely like something out of Letterkenny. It was like the skids versus the meth heads. And we were just moving so slow, thinking we were amazing. But it's just such a fun thing because uh, Thanksgiving, you're so full. And then just yeah. to do dodgeball afterwards is such a funny idea. I've I've celebrated Thanksgiving by like moving abroad and living in different countries. There's always like an American community that I tend to be very close with. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I get it. I guess I just don't have the, the whole like childhood memory of it. I don't have like that type of connection for me. It's just like a big feast you have around family and friends. And obviously... Yeah. I watched a lot of TV and movies, so we all know the football games and the racist uncles. <laughs> yeah, I broke a rib playing football during Thanksgiving once. And the, the politics arguments on the dinner table when everybody's juiced up and turkeyed up. and. <laughs> no, like for us, uh, there's also Thanksgiving drinks. And that's what, like, I mean, obviously for our podcast, we, we want to know Thanksgiving drinks. And it, then it starts getting into that grandma's hot apple cider recipe or mm. somebody's aunt's mold wine. Like I have an aunt Pat that she used to get soused the whole time, and it was so much fun because I didn't know she was drinking. But for me, mold wine is a Christmas thing. So this is where for the U.S. we have obviously there's Christmas. We have a dozen Christmas movies that are fantastic. Uh, Die Hard being the best, but then we have best Christmas. I agree. Yeah. But then we have like we don't do Christmas markets, and you guys do Christmas market. Now, I, they might be a thing now, but back in the day they weren't a thing. You guys, who are you guys? Well, the rest of the world. No, we, it's summer for us yeah. on Christmas. We're having ice cream. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Everybody at the beach is just Yeah, we like, do not have mold wine for Christmas. <laughs> it's not a thing. Peppermint. peppermint We're having thongs. like vodka sodas, yeah. pina coladas, and ice cream. Okay? Well, <laughs> Europeans, I would say. Like Christmas markets. Like we have, for my restaurant, we have three Christmas markets or two Christmas markets coming up now. I love it. I love, I love winter Christmas. I love mold wine on Christmas. Because it's Christmas in general. What's your opinion on mold wine? Let's let's get into drinks here. What's your opinion on it? So mold wine to me, guys, it's the mimosa of 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 wine drinks. Like mimosas aren't going to be the best orange juice or the best champagne. Generally, it's a sparkling wine. Uh, mold wines, it's going to be your least expensive wine generally. But then it's up to you how you zhuzh it up. I... You're not I, putting good wine into mold wine. No, no, no. But I'm saying I don't really like it. I think it's because I, I have, I, it needs to be very, tis the season in the sense of like, I want to be outdoors and cold and wearing like my winter like clothes and it's cold and I want to warm up in a, like in a Christmas market and I want to have like a warm drink. When it's like winter and I get into a bar that has a heater on, I take off my jacket and I sit at the bar. The idea of mold wine just feels very claustrophobic to me. It just feels really hot. Oh, that's an interesting take on it. Yeah, I, I, I don't like hot drinks. Yeah, I don't, I don't like hot drinks either. Yeah, not, not because I have any disrespect for them. I just think that in the winter, every bar is full of people. The heaters are on. It's warm inside. You take off your jacket. You come in. I need something on the rocks, you know. And then the idea of like warm, especially like wine. It's like, mm. yeah, warm wine. I mean, warm wine with like citrus in it. Yeah, no, but for me, it's okay if it's outdoors. If you're sitting outside in like a barbecue or Christmas market or something that I enjoy because it, it's warmy and cozy, but yeah. indoors. And it's funny because here in China, people love their hot drinks. Yeah. Hot drinks are like hot drinks are hot fire in the summer. 
Yeah, all over the year they drink hot water instead of regular yeah. water, just just as water as any any meal. Uh, so when it comes to the winter, they love mold wine. It's like you you almost can't not have it. You yeah, have you, to have you it. You can't stock enough of it. Like it's it really goes like. Uh, and it's one of those things where when it's mold wine time, it's mold wine time. Like people go buck for it. Yeah, it's frustrating too because mold wine is hard to, in a way, to keep warm all night, especially if you're doing a lot of volume. Yeah. No, mold wine, I mean, it's one of those things the alcohol also kind of burns off a little bit. Uh, you have to either keep it warm all night in like a crock pot or whatever, yeah. or you have to heat it to order. Yes, and both are kind of a hassle. So, yeah. Because you can't really store it after, after it's been warm all night because mm -hmm. it kind of ruins it. So, um, I but I fuck with apple cider. Oh, I love it. Or a hot buttered rum. Yeah, you hit me with some hot buttered rum or an apple. A hot buttered rum for sure. Because mm. I did uh, a couple years ago. I did a thing. Apple butter and then apple butter yes. rum. It's so good. Or like a, a hot buttered cider as well. Yep. Or like uh, we're gonna make it this year. We're gonna make it butter beer. Nice. Well, it's not really butter beer. It's like. Do you notice <laughs> how much those kids drank? I read the Harry Potter books when my foot was broken. Do you remember how much those kids drank? Yeah, but there's no alcohol in butterbeer. Yeah, but they were at that bar all the time. Yeah, but, but they were having like basically like a hot mocktail, right? But we're going to make it with um, with whiskey, basically. So it's going to be like a, a butterwash whiskey with uh, butterscotch. Very nice. And whipped cream and the whole... Mm. Yeah, winter drinks are like a different level of drinking. Like it's so... Because it's like everybody is... Like there's always mocktails, and you could always have like a hot chocolate or something like that without alcohol. But then oh, people right. tequila, always tequila, hot chocolate, Mexican hot chocolate, Reposado, with some yeah. cayenne. Well, uh, that's what that's some that's my drink. Cinnamon. I was drinking. I drink you're drinking. <laughs> oh, sorry, I just spoiled it. Thank <laughs> you for spoiling knowing. my thing from yesterday. Uh, but no, I mean, what I what I always see is like everybody will go for a drink if it's a hot alcohol drink for the holidays. Then, but to be honest, if I'm gonna have a hot drink, give me a hot toddy. Yeah. Hot toddy moves. Hot toddy is a great drink. It's like, great. It's like just just the right amount of flavor, not just sweet, sour, and all that. Like yeah, it's a uh, it's my go to. But now, what's your recipe for hot toddies? Ooh, I make a ginger um, hot toddy with a little bit of averna. Oh okay. Yeah, so go I on. use bourbon, lemon. Uh, I make a fresh ginger juice syrup. So I make like a fresh ginger syrup. Um, so fresh ginger syrup and a little bit of averna. Yep. Hot water. Throw in an orange twist and boom. Or that's an interesting like I I'm sure that adds a level of depth to it too with Averna. Yeah, but just a little bit, just like a bar spoon, but it's just yeah. enough to get like a little bitter but a little like more complex of a flavor and it's I love it. I also think the ginger and the hot water and the lemon that work really well. Yeah. No, cuz yeah, ours is always uh honey or I use more agave syrup cuz it's uh, it, I just have a lot Mexican of Mexican place, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so mine has always been agave, uh, a heaping like 60 ml of agave. Uh, ginger. Oh, wow. You make yeah. it very sweet. Well, I think uh, the trick I always use is bitters. That's why the Inverna kicked it to me, because that makes sense. Because you need something to like dilute the sweetness, but it's always been uh, lemon juice is like 30 ml. Uh, honey, or sorry, agave, hot water, and then usually we use bourbon. I don't like hot tequila in a water-based yeah, drink. It only works if it's a creamy base, like a hot chocolate yeah. or something like that, or even like an horchata, you can make it hot as well. Yeah. So, okay. Bringing the culture stuff in, uh, there is a, I, oh, <laughs> sorry, reset here. Um, do you like eggnog? Yeah. Because I think I have a kind of a fame in Shanghai for being the eggnog lady. <laughs> yes, you have an eggnog. <laughs> well, don't blow up for a Christmas episode because we want to save some uh, of that for Christmas. Cause Christmas should, I, <laughs> should I keep this subject for later? No, now? but let's, let's, let's switch it up to cranberry base. So what I've done for Thanksgiving cocktails. 
Okay, wait to cut off myself. No. Okay, let, no, I'm stay tuned for the Christmas episode where I'm going to talk everything eggnog. <laughs> yeah, because you are the eggnog lady. That's that's let's keep that because eggnog <laughs> I think is an episode. Okay, but no, we did like uh, we've always oh shoot I didn't do it. I have to do it today. Turkey fat washed Jameson. How does it taste? Tastes like turkey. It's super weird. Then you have a shot of that and cranberry juice afterwards. Why not do wild turkey? Well, we did that too. Wild turkey, turkey washed. Yeah, but wild turkey gets people. Wild turkey is the only alcohol that gets people to do what it says it is. Like, you know, <laughs> Go wild like, like, people, like a turkey. People wild out. Gobble gobble. Yeah, people wild out <laughs> of wild turkey. Like for a business that wants to be uh, have more than one drink, you know. <laughs> but wild turkey people do wild out. On 101, wild turkey. Yeah. 101 proof. Yeah. <laughs> you have the gobble gobble people, motherfucker. Yeah, people. We I've lost people like running out windows and stuff. <laughs> like people are crazy on wild turkey. But no, so the. The fat wash, turkey fat wash Jameson, because we were cooking, we cook turkeys, but right? But look at the opportunities. You fat wash wild turkey, so it's a double threat turkey. Yeah. <laughs> it's a triple turkey. Well, it's the gobble gobble. It's the gobble gobble. Oh, gobble times two. Yep. G- G- well, yeah, but you don't see All these missing marketing opportunities, yeah. Logan. Wild, no, no, this is wild turkey should be getting on this. Like, get after us, wild turkey. I know. Why? For more tips. Yes. <laughs> For more tips on how to capitalize on your yearly holiday, Wild Turkey, contact us. <laughs> yeah, but no, we've done fat, uh, turkey fat infused uh, Jameson uh, with a cranberry shooter. And that's actually really tasty. Okay. Um, but what do you do for Thanksgiving? Do you have any special drinks besides like a hot drink? So I am, uh, I have done Thanksgiving here before, but because we're not a full on restaurant, we just get it after drinks anyway so the specials like creating an event for thanksgiving has not given us any any edge because again people go for proper meals sit down big so bars are not necessarily the place for it and i think that after a turkey meal people are going to come here to drink regardless yeah so i am not focusing on thanksgiving this year but after thanksgiving so it's a thursday right we're kicking off our winter and our christmas season menu okay so then i'm going to start with eggnog i'm going to start with um the mold wine and I'm going to start with all this like season specific drinks as of Thursday. Okay. Also, yeah, we're starting ours today as we record. It's not yet Thursday as much as we try to keep this podcast evergreen. We're still talking about holidays. So, you know, we're in November. So like we'll start our mold wine thing in uh, this week as well. Uh, for us ev- living in Shanghai, it's finally cold again too. Cold-ish. Cold-ish is really the thing. It's cold-ish. It's going to be cold in about a month, but right now it's just-ish. Well, well, we had a day where it was Friday and it was 28, uh, so it was like 83 degrees. And then the next day was like 6. Yeah. <laughs> and then it dropped to like uh, 50, and it was like an incredible drop. Like half the people don't have their winter clothes out. I didn't. I had to go through like my storage boxes, and I was just like, God damn it, where's my jacket? Yeah. Because I only had like a denim jacket until that Friday, and the next day I'm like... I need a little bit more than this. And <laughs> yeah, because then you have to put away your summer clothes, then it's winter clothes time. I haven't done it yet. I don't have full trust that winter has really arrived yet, so I haven't put away my summer clothes yet. I'm wearing a t-shirt right now as we speak. Yeah. So. I've got a hoodie on, and I don't have a jacket, so I, yeah. I, I feel you. So I'm not, I'm not ready, but I think in about a couple of weeks, I'll probably yeah. hide everything away. Uh, okay, well, I think that leads us to a real fun thing. What is it, Logan? It's called Drinks. I've been drinking. Damn it, we're so bad at this. Yeah, we're not good at, at synchronizing. It's fine. We're, we're bad. We tr- we're, we're literally, you can't see us, guys, because we're in the podcast studio at Post No Bills on Wooting Lou. And we're sitting in front of the window. We're looking at each other because our microphone setup is like that. And we still can't sync. And we're both born two days apart from each other. Yeah. 
Um, and we've known each other for years, <laughs> and we know what we're doing. Yeah, but no, we, d we don't seem to learn. Also, if anybody out there is good at audio editing and wants to <laughs> help us out, <laughs> we kind of need some some sound effects, some cuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kyle. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> so drinks have been drinking. Drinks what have you been drinking? So yesterday, I've, I've been super swamped with uh, working with uh, High Seas, which is a distillery that's made in Shanghai of some of the best products that uh, people could ever taste. So I've been swamped, so I've been using ChatGBT. And so okay. yesterday I had ChatGPT help me make a um, uh, spice mole hot chocolate. Okay. And that was bomb. Like so, we did a uh, we did our own mole. So we did chocolate powder, uh, cayenne pepper, um, reposado tequila. Then we made our own whipped cream. We put a little cayenne and garamanier so in there. So more like a like a, a Mexican hot chocolate, right? Yeah, very Mexican hot chocolate, but with a little bit of kick to it. Okay. Because you have to still be able to sell to the masses. Yeah. And then I had uh, ChatGPT just make that for me, and like it gave me the perfect recipe. It's so it's such a fun concept. How 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 balanced are the recipes that ChatGPT does? Uh, you could play with them, but they're actually they work. Uh, as long I mean, I feel like if I read an American recipe, I know I have to change some of the measurements because mm -hmm. like our lemons are too sour or our limes aren't. You know what no, I mean? No, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like our lemons and limes are not sour enough. I feel like in America you put half an ounce or three quarter ounce and you're good, and here you have to go full ounce for it yeah. to work. Well, sometimes, but sometimes, like, I have Thai or Vietnam lemons or limes, and same for you. And it's just sometimes it's not the, the measurement says something, and it's way too sour. Oh, I, I do not have that problem. I have the opposite. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I get Thai limes and Chinese lemons, but yeah. Yeah, but uh, what have you been drinking, Anna? Uh, so I actually haven't been drinking, which has been a good thing. I've been really chill this week. But uh, something that has been drunk around me a lot is that I make a homemade fireball. Yes. I have an issue with having fireball. I don't know why. Don't tell me why. I basically run it on a cocktail dive bar. And somehow I cannot. Cocktail I, it's, chic. It's that one part of me that's like, I will not sell out. <laughs> it's the one limit I have is fireball. Because I think especially, I don't know how it is in America nowadays. I haven't been back in a while. But here it's like fireball has become an obsession for people. Yes. People go to any bar and just be like, do you have fireball? And I just refuse i don't know why it's just like it's the it's the five years or ten years ago jaeger bombs where every cocktail mm -hmm. bar is like we do not have red bull we do not have jaeger yeah <laughs> and now i feel like that revolution is on, on fireball but because the request is so much i started making it and it's actually very easy to make so um maybe i'll teach people at home if you want to make your own fireball so you just get uh, very accessible whatever bottle of bourbon you have so we're talking jing bean heaven hill whatever and uh, sorry, guys, I got distracted with Logan trying to reach for a bottle of James. <laughs> I'm very buff now because I've been working out at 45. I know it was it was extremely distracting. Anyway, you'll get your bottle of your accessible bourbon or any other brand that you like to use. It doesn't have to be anything top shelf. It doesn't have to be anything super nice because we're going to change the flavor anyway. Then you infuse it with your choice of chili. Could be red chili flakes or extra dried chilies. You choose the amount of spice. Then you infuse for... Try every couple of hours. Usually I infuse for around three, four hours. But you taste it because the longer you let, the spicier you will get. Then you strain that all out and add to the add back to the bottle or to whatever container you want to store it. Add a lot of cinnamon sticks. And I make a brown sugar cinnamon syrup and I add that too. And that's it. You have your homemade fireball, 
will taste better after it sits in the fridge for like three or four days. So we have a little bit more of like a, a cinnamon flavor and also like a little thicker consistency to it. And that's it. Seems like so much more work than just buying Fireball. No, oh, no. <laughs> it's actually it's actually quite easy. It's just infusing things. The only thing you need to be careful about is the amount of chili. Yeah, that that is very true. That's it. The rest you just throw it all like you know brown sugar, cinnamon whiskey, the spicy whiskey, and you just put it in the fridge, and that's it. And it's really delicious. And you can make different chilies. You can use different amounts of cinnamon. You can use different syrups. You can even make like a pumpkin spice Fireball. So is yours called Liar Ball? <laughs> I call it. I That's call why I was it, so silent. If you guys, I was, I was thinking so hard. I there. literally call it fake fireball, like Meyer Ball, <laughs> Fox Ball. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think that rhymes with fire. Fo-fo-ball. Fo-ball. Well, that's 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 a. I mean, that's a good drink you've been drinking. Now, we have nothing else coming up for November after Thanksgiving. That's a big one, and then we're free till the next big holidays, and these are the ones what make F and B money. Christmas. Oh, December is great. Yeah, December is a great month. Yeah. Now, we have, like, for Talkalicious, we have a couple Christmas markets going on as well. But, like, that's also, like, straight interesting for everybody that works in F&B. We know New Year's Eve, which we're going to have a different episode on, so we're not going to completely talk about it here. But New Year's Eve, have you always worked or not worked on New Year's Eve? I've always worked, and then um, I had New Year's Year. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry. Uh, I've always worked, but I had a New Year's Eve free in 2019. <laughs> and uh, I actually took a trip down to Hong Kong and I actually just celebrated, enjoyed, because I, I was between jobs. I was li- I literally, I left my old job and I was in the process of opening posts back then. So I go on this holiday, I come back in a week after COVID starts. <laughs> it was you? Uh, no, <laughs> no, I came from Hong Kong. There was nothing there. But uh, yeah, and then that was my only... Basically, New Year's Eve. That was yeah for your professional career. It, it, I'm not sure if it's always before at least ten years. Yeah, yeah, at least ten years was my only New Year's Eve off, and uh, I mean, at least I got to travel before the borders closed and before we got all stuck here, so it was kind of worth it. But yeah, that was fun. But I, I'm gonna work this year, of course. Yeah, I mean, as a professional, I've never not been on schedule on a New Year's Eve. Christmas Eve depends on the restaurant or the bar. Uh, Thanksgiving usually off because I I do like get to my my yearly turkey. Usually we we kind of whatever staff that we have for Christmas we do Christmas Eve versus Christmas Day so you choose which one you want off. Mm-hmm. I tend to usually take Christmas Day so I always yeah. work Christmas Eve, uh, which is weird because we'll talk in another episode. But in China they do a countdown to Christmas which it feels like New Year's they will count down like at midnight. Well, here especially it's it, so. For Thanksgiving, it's not that big of a holiday here, but we do have a big uh, uh, tradition. We have two big traditions here. Uh, we've got Friendsgiving, which almost everybody does. Chefsgiving. And Chefsgiving, which is our favorite thing. It's an F&B-only event. Um, oh, I got some good, juicy gas who's going to be there. So before he gets to the gas, uh, so Chefsgiving is uh, thrown in... Usually the same venue, but could be different venues. It doesn't matter. It's all the chefs that we all know each other. They all work in the F&B industry. Everybody brings a dish or every bartender brings a pre-batch of a drink. And we make it all available in this massive venue. And everyone that comes in can just eat and drink anything for free. It's basically all of us giving food and drinks to the rest of the community. So all of us have this great Thanksgiving. So this year is on Sunday because of industry days off. Of course, it's usually Sundays or Mondays. 
and I am really excited. I am taking eggnog. <laughs> nice. That's going to be awesome, eggnog. Uh, no, Chef's Giving is always a parte. Like, it's literally debauchery in the it best starts, possible way. It starts at 10 p.m., so, yeah. For those listening at home that are in the F&B industry, it's like a Jameson bartender party. It is crazy. Everybody's fun. Uh, it's all their favorite F&B people. It's all your favorite chefs. This year, my good buddy is flying in from the States, his name being Brad Turley, and he's the guy that hooked us up with Tacalicious. Nice. Uh, my other buddy, David Duckhorn, is here as well, so it's going to be a mess. I'm going to see you there then. Yeah, no, Definitely. We're going to go there. Guys, we won't do any live reporting. We tried it for Whiskey L. It did not work. It doesn't work. We go, we get drunk, we lose each other, we forget to take photos. We are horrible at social media. It just doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> but but anyway, we do love you guys. and We thank you so much for listening. I think we uh, we kind of did it. Like we... It was another Peter Patter. It was a pitter patter, but no, with a with a with a lesson. We didn't have any horror stories because you don't have horror stories on the holidays. You only have successes. Yeah, and please like, subscribe, and follow us in any of the podcast platforms you listen to us. Yep, this is going out as a double bonus episode. So, uh, guys, I hope you like it. You have Halloween and Thanksgiving one in one. Cheers, guys! And Cheers, guys! For those at home counting, this is four, uh, three. Yeah, okay, three. we don't know. Anyway, right. see you guys later. To Syrah. <laughs>